Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, uh, we're on everything. Twitter, at Up Next Podcast. Yes, indeed. And YouTube.com forward slash Up Next. Yes, every Wednesday night, NXT airs on USA. And uh, it airs from 8 to 10. And mm. at like 10.30, we go live on our YouTube. YouTube.com slash up next. Shout out the YouTube room right now. Shout out anyone who joined us on YouTube for our WrestleMania watch along. Wow, yeah. That, oh. was, uh, that was fantastic. We had so much fun. Um, I, I was in two minds whether I wanted to do it or not. Yeah. Because I kind of wanted to just enjoy it and not be worrying so much about technical right. stuff. You want to get lit. And I wanted to get lit. But you know what? With WrestleMania being what it was this year, um, I thought it worked fantastically. I think I got way more enjoyment out of the show um, because I don't notice necessarily that um, there's no crowd. Right. Because the Up Next universe, the Up Next Perts, as John Ceno has called them. Yes. They were they were the fans, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, we um, had so many people. You um, before this pandemic hit, before you lost your job, yeah, uh, you bought a new MacBook. I did, and you yeah. became this whiz at OBS. So you figured out how to do some amazing things with it, and um, and you we we had like other people in the room with us. We had like the highest watch along any live we've done anyone ever has ever done in <laughs> no, the history. No, for of us. And, oh and, no, absolutely. And it was and it was so much fun to to have hang hanging out with people while watching WrestleMania because I you know all the the positivity and people were were negative and stuff and it was so much fun to to have like a, a weird little community. Um, we are obviously we joined John Pollock and Waiting from Post Wrestling because that we're part of that podcast family that network. We did that that charity show. 
thing that they did. And that was so cool. And uh, we had um, our bottle of Jack. You had your White Claws. Oh, yeah. I had my random Portuguese beer that a lot of people gave me shit for. And I apologize. Next time I'll drink Super Bock. Um, and then we we did watch WrestleMania live. Mm. And then we continued to drink. Oh, yeah. And then we called into John Away's post-Wrestling Mania WrestleMania show. Well, it was just the ultimate post-show, wasn't it? We finished up. We'd finished doing our yeah. chat. And then John and Way are on the TV right. talking to we us. So we thought, hey, yeah. I, I want to talk to them. So we did. And we joined in. And uh, we talked about the Boneyard match. Now, we do have a Patreon to uh, support us. Patreon.com slash up next. Um, $5 a month. Any of the tiers, actually, would have got our WrestleMania reviews. But... For those maybe who are like, I kind of want to know what these guys thought of anything WrestleMania. Is there anything you want to get off your chest to these people? Um, to the- well, as I said, I, I think the watch long definitely helped my enjoyment of it. I I enjoyed it. I thought there was yeah. actually some pretty solid wrestling on the show. Um, tonight made me remember because Charlotte and uh, Rhea Ripley kicked off night two. So I felt it could kind of be like lost in the shuffle of right. fun houses and boneyards. But I actually thought they had a really good wrestling match. Well, that's why I kind of bring it up, because we are your NXT friends. Friends. And, you know, it's supposed to be TakeOver. TakeOver was supposed to be Saturday. Instead, WrestleMania was two nights, and we kind of sort of had TakeOver tonight. Are we Mm. calling it TakeOver, or are we calling it FakeOver? FakeOver. This was, yeah, (laughs) NXT FakeOver Tampa. Right. This is what tonight was. Um, So we're obviously going to go into that and talk about that. But, yeah, um, we watched WrestleMania here in the BDE, the Braden Davia State. And we had our YouTube room, and I think I enjoyed it. So I, I enjoyed the the wrestling, the matches, but when the boneyard thing happened, and I think it's um, we used audio of our reactions in our Patreon show. Yes. But I think it was AJ obviously revealing as like we knew it was him coming out of the casket, and then we all were like, "Yo, he's, the Undertaker's gonna come out like driving to the cemetery in, in a great in a in a motorcycle." And as soon as that happened, I think. I don't know what I, I was Pretty expecting. much as soon as the casket opened and it was AJ and his music hits, I'm like, I'm in. I'm we, into this. We went crazy. Uh, we lost our minds. Um, obviously, my Jack Daniels and your White Claws probably had something to do with it. They did, yeah. But um, but we, hey, that's my WrestleMania experience anyway. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You were supposed to be there getting yeah. lit in Tampa. Um, but no, I think, I think we went in with the right attitude. We said, look, it's not going to be... The WrestleMania we expect. Yeah. And it's so easy to go into something like that and be like, oh, that's shit. Oh, I hate him. He's shit. Oh, this is shit. There's no crowd. It's shit. Which a lot of people do. And yeah. I'm like, why Why bother? It's like, weird. If I'm going to sit down and give up eight hours of my life, I'm going to try and enjoy it. And I, I really did. I thought they overexceeded. Most people who listen uh, to us on my this expectations. show, they, so, like, they know we like wrestling. Yeah. They know we like the weird... NXT is this weird wrestling. It's not quite WWE product, but it's got the wrestling that we mm. that we thrive for. We go off about our Garganos versus Almas. And yes. Cole versus Gargano and all the wrestling. And then we, we watch this thing where we're like, yo, the world is in this weird spot where what do they do? They can't film in, in with a crowd. They can't do this entrance for Undertaker at WrestleMania like he always does. He couldn't come down the bike then in front of so many people in Tampa. So what the, they filmed this like movie thing and it worked for me. I absolutely loved it. It's, I shouldn't have, but I, I, I loved it and I think it prolonged his career for another 10 oh, years. Oh, absolutely. Um, so... I mean, I, I have this vision now of Undertaker just being being now like a ghost that looks after a house. <laughs> You know, when people wow. move into this house and oh, it's I like... Oh, I just watched Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark last night, so I'm all about spookiness. So, 
you know you always have and then people move into this house and it's oh it's just this ghost it's been there years right. I can see Taker in 20 years time ghost in just <laughs> like long white hair wow walking out just like this and just fucking throwing someone in a grave and, <laughs> and burying them and just a cool little cinematic segment so one of my least favorite wrestlers I'm gonna get heat but Sting Okay. One of my least favorite. But I wanted a little bit of a black crow somewhere there to like to set up, set up something down the line. Because obviously now Sting's phone's ringing and they're like, yo, can you move? <laughs> <laughs> really? True. It's- True. Fair. Uh, yeah. So the Boneyard match was something in wrestling that they gave it a shot. Like, obviously you have your comparisons to Matt Hardy mm-hmm. and, and Jeremy Borash had his hands on it. I assume, obviously. But it goes so far. It's The Undertaker. It goes way back. It works. That. Yeah. It, it didn't necessarily go, oh, that's a ripoff of something. It's not just a ripoff of Lucha Underground. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it flowed for me. Well, ev- everything at some point is a ripoff of something. Sure. And it's it's you take something and you aim to improve it. Sure. And that's what... Um, so I think The Undertaker, you could look at his character and you could see He's a, broken Matt, a broken Matt Hardy. Okay. It's clearly influenced originally... By characters yeah. like The Undertaker. This of weird course. world. And then he he took what Undertaker had done and took it further by creating this cinematic universe. It's kind of like how... And then Undertaker's... <laughs> well, WWE have taken that and bettered that, I feel. Uh, it, you won't under, quite understand, but uh, this, this artist came out in like 2010, 2011. His mm. name is The Weeknd. Yeah. And he made this sound and everyone's like, yo, that sound is sick. And then Drake was like, yo... That's really cool what you did there. Let me take that and, and then... talk over it instead. <laughs> what, what would this sound? This dude with a really cool voice and a really cool sound. What would that sound? But hey, let's take out the singing and talk over it. Can you do the two C slide? What? Yeah. No. Um, so um, yeah, but no, I mean that's I really exactly like that's what happens in theatre, in film, yeah. in art, in music, everything. It's it's evolving. Right. Um, I, I loved it. I so, thought it was fantastic. I, I, I will I will say, like, um, out of wrestling-wise, mm. um, I think my... I really liked Becky and Shayna. Me too. I thought it flo- the, these empty arena matches flowed uh, pretty quicker than normal matches, and they had to because mm. there's no crowd to do this kind of stuff. But I do think Charlotte and Rhea Ripley had uh, an incredible match that I, I know we didn't get, like, in-depth review, but it is an NXT, ti- NXT women's title match. And I totally missed the fact that Rhea Ripley was going for a Vegeta vibe. Totally was Vegeta. Who's Vegeta? From uh, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was pretty cool. Once I clicked, I was like, oh, that is pretty cool. Um, but best Rhea Ripley match I've ever seen. Yeah. Hands down. Uh, I thought both of them were great. And Charlotte winning, I said it from the beginning, this is what needs to happen. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it makes, hap- it makes so much sense. And then... We'll go on to maybe later tonight. What I'm, I'm kind of mad to be honest that <laughs> Charlotte um, Charlotte has lost at WrestleMania because I think that would be a, a cool streak to True. kind of have. Yeah, they messed um, up. But yeah, we'll touch on that a bit more uh, <clears throat> later. I but- mean, the Funhouse as well. Like my highlight, I think of WrestleMania though was the graveyard, the Boneyard match, mm. just because it's the Undertaker. Um, I I'm not the I love the Undertaker. I'm drinking out of an Undertaker cup, obviously, yeah. Goth Bay. But I I. I just, something about it really clicked for me as a wrestling fan. I was like, wow, they, I went into this thinking it was going to be so shit and it was so fun to watch. And isn't that what this is supposed to be? An escape from especially today's world, like with all this shit. So I, I really liked it. The fun, the fun house one, uh, I still liked it. I still saw what they, with the creative, like accents and everything that was put into it, but it didn't give me the, 
wrestling longevity of I the Undertaker's, like, streak yeah. and, like, everything kind of put into that? I think, for me, um, and I can't remember who I said this to the other day, the, the Funhouse match um, felt like uh, South Park to me, and I'll, I'll elaborate. But you love South Park. I love South Park. But South Park, on the surface, people go... Oh, it's that cartoon with kids that swear and tell dick and fart jokes. You killed Kenny. And on the surface, yeah, it's a cartoon with kids swearing, telling dick and fart jokes. But underneath, there's always more of a message. Like, there's quite a... Like, sometimes a really deep message that South Park tells, disguised in dick and fart jokes. Yeah. And I felt that's kind of... Like when they said old people shouldn't drive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But giant douche turd sandwich, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I took that with the Funhouse match. On the surface, it could go, uh, this is kind of bad comedy and cheesy and weird. But then you look into it and, and go on to postwrestling.com and check out Waiting's breakdown of this. Did he nerd out? He nerded out. And it's fantastic. And there's so many like little deep um, nuances and callbacks and messages and stuff within that disguised within this kind of wacky thing yeah and that's what i think i think the fun house on more watches you get more out of it whereas boneyard match is more of an immediate just fun right uh, and we we re-watched both of them uh i feel like boneyard match is something i'll rewatch a lot in the future yeah <laughs> boneyard match is something i want to show non-wrestling fans too like yo you should check this out because it's funny as well like it's kind of campy but it works in a way oh, yeah. both did both did i really enjoyed both i wish um that fun yard ended the second night rather than that title match uh but uh didn't really care for that um so like that's our kind of our thoughts on wrestlemania because i know people will kind of want and yeah to have our full foot thoughts um you can go on the the patreon um and for as little as 205 for yeah, two dollars five cents you can listen to our thoughts um, and while we're on the Patreon, let's just plug what's well, coming this week. We just talked about how we love wrestling. Like, we're, yeah. we're nerds about wrestling. In this quarantine, we've been getting lit and just watching old five-star Japanese wrestling. We've watched some Lucha now. We found that Rey Mysterio, Ubitude, Guerrero, two out of three we falls. Did. Thank you, John Cena, five-star match. Um, we've been going back and watching all this stuff. So when coming up with some ideas for our show called Best Match Ever, we were getting so psyched to watch actual wrestling old school wrestling and then i watched the boneyard match and i praise it so it feels really weird but this week we're doing a really cool show for best match ever and it's well it's what some people say the the original like six star the original masterpieces of of wrestling the the wrestlers if you will rick flair versus ricky the dragon steamboat we're gonna watch a shit ton of these matches that they've had throughout the year so give us your suggestions now if you're listening to this before we record, like sometime tomorrow night. Um, we're going to watch all Ric Flair, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. We're going to watch them, compare them, give ratings, look on what people rated them, and do the whole thing. Barbershop argument of what one is the best match ever. So I'm super excited because Ric Flair's the GOAT. Yes. So that's coming out on Friday on the Patreon. And then this Sunday, we are joined by Brandon from <laughs> New Jersey. Oh, I forgot about this. Are you ready for this? Uh, we are going to review a film in a little show we called Up Yours, where we <laughs> hand it over to our world champions to pick whatever. Yes. Um, we are reviewing a film called I Come in Peace, also known as Dark Angel. I have not heard of this movie before. Um, this is a Dolph Lundgren film <laughs> uh, directed by Craig R. Baxley about a renegade cop who is forced to work with an FBI agent in order to bring down a group of drug dealers 
with sinister plans. Uh, you can just hear Brandon from New Jersey giggling right now, <laughs> listening to you read that. Uh, so it's not like it's got a 6.1 on IMDb, oh. so it's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Hey, maybe this is a really personal film to Brandon, <laughs> but you'll have to listen on <laughs> Sunday to find out. Um, so yeah, that's that coming out this week. Uh, check are... out patreon.com forward slash up next. And then of course, yes, tomorrow, our AEW review. Yeah, Thursdays is kind of our chill show where we talk about AEW, we review that, but we also talk about anything kind of going on in the news in NXT and in wrestling in general. So, but before we get into NXT, there is some literal NXT news, oh. you see, because in this time, this crisis of uh, everything that's going on, uh, you can't get on planes. No, this is true. You can't go places. You can't. You can't travel, and you should be staying home. You can go to private islands. You can go to private islands. <laughs> when is Vince going to follow suit? Probably really soon. Right as we're talking, he just bought WWE one. Land. WWE Wrestle. What was the Scooby Doo movie? Oh my God, the Scooby Doo movie predicted it. It was called WrestleMania World or WrestleMania hey, Land. Unless it happened on The Simpsons, it ain't happening. Yeah, Scooby Doo. <laughs> I did the review with John Away years ago. Years ago, and it's called like WWE Land or WWE right. World, and it's like a private thing where the, that's where WrestleMania is. So, like, they can just start doing things like Dana White supposedly buying an album. Hey, no, no one should be following <laughs> doing what Dana White is doing. Uh, Whatever Dana White does, just do the opposite. Like, uh, Well, they're boys with each other and insane. Trump. Um, so, yeah, uh, the news is that uh, we do have a NXT cruiserweight champion. We do. But uh, he can't defend the title. So they put out a tweet. Because, like, so- I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He can't defend the title. That's what they're saying. NXT UK, that whole fucking roster, apart from Gallus, are like 180 pounds. And they're used to fighting with no crowds. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, NXT UK. Fucking not sorry. Um, Just go to Osprey's mum's house and sue Osprey and fight in the garden there. um, So they're saying that Jordan Devlin is the NXT Cruiserweight champion, cannot defend his title, so they're making uh, this, this tournament... That's going to crown an interim NXT Cruiserweight champion. So Vince McMahon or Triple H is looking at Dana White because interim, that's totally a UFC yeah. thing. Hey, uh, I, I quite like it. Um, right. I think, although I'm saying, yeah, he should probably... He could I mean, totally be having these matches that you aired. Well, that I, I guess the thing is more, um, it's the it's the laws. Like, these guys are able to film in the US, right. um, but UK Maybe. might be a different thing. Sure. Like UK and Ireland. Um but yeah, I, I like it. Rather than vacating the title, having an interim champion for the time being, um, I think cruiserweights. Whenever they've done the tournament, uh, has kind of picked up a little bit more interest. Obviously, there was the cruiserweight classic, but they did that tournament that climaxed at WrestleMania a few years ago, which kind of got a little bit more buzz for two hundred five. Yeah, um, and I, I think the cruiserweight style kind of lends itself the the sort of 205 live matches i've seen since lockdown have actually been pretty good um so i think it's a pretty good idea and then obviously you just set up when everything's back to normal jordan devlin faces whoever the champion is you mean lockdown like how we're locked down not like lockdown old tna not tna lockdown no we should be reviewing lockdown yes (laughs) maybe next month (laughs) next month maybe next month we're still in lockdown i'm gonna make you watch a tna lockdown sounds good maybe the first one with aj and abyss good match uh yeah uh the cruiserweight champion thing is is weird but i am interested if it makes for more content 
Um, obviously, we're still in this weird thing. Like, should they even be more creating more content? You guys have such a back library where you could just air old yeah. matches out of safety for people. Like, ah, but the wrestling fan in me is stuck at home, can't do much, can't go out, and I want to watch new stuff, and I want to watch wrestling, and I like talking about it. So I, I mean, do want to maybe it. Maybe this is because every everyone <clears throat> agrees this is jarring watching these shows without a crowd, but it's it's kind of training yourself. Like over time, seeing however long this goes on for, over time we might get way more used to watching wrestling with a crowd, and it may force talent to kind of start changing the way they wrestle. Sure. So it works. I mean, we've noticed you're not really getting the rear chin locks for three minutes no, no anymore. Rest holds. There's because you can't. It's it's flowing a lot more, and I think it could be cool because I mean, say touch wood, this isn't going to happen. But if this went on for like a year, yep. You're, you're going to get used to watching these empty arena shows. And the wrestlers are going to have to adapt somehow to it. Yeah. So it could be interesting over time to see how it changes. It's it's interesting. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, I, I want more wrestling. But like, yeah, I'm bored. So I want to watch wrestling. If you're going to give it to me, I'm going to watch it, is what I'm saying. Uh, they're, they're, so they're doing this with the Cruiserweight. But now there's there's snitches out there being like, hey, if you're doing that to the, the Cruiserweight guy... What about the other, the tag guy? Yeah. The half of them's stuck over there too. Uh, stop snitching. And what, snitches get stitches. Wasn't that pretty much um, Riddle and Dunn's story before this all happened? That they couldn't. That they were stuck in Portland yeah, or wherever. They couldn't get somewhere. Yeah. And now Pete's stuck over there and uh, their, their, their trophy has been found and has been uh, 30 day suspensions over. But now Pete's stuck over there. So, I mean, flights are still... They're not, like, to the public, but there are still flights going from the UK to US. Can't Pete just, like, sneak in? Yeah. In the cabin again, like he did before? Yeah, realistically... He's done it once. He can do it again. If Dana White can fly people... <laughs> Wait, we're going back to that again. Uh, if Like, where's Triple H's plane? Yeah. Just go pick up Pete. Yeah. It's not that hard. So, there, there's going to be... Something going on with the tag team titles as well, um, which is which is not. Fa- I don't think that's fair. But if you're going to m- create more reason for other matches to happen in in place, like to hold us off, then okay, sure, just do good matches. That's all. I yeah, want. yeah, uh, yeah. Now, do you have any anything else before we go into the NXT review? Because I've got one more thing I oh. want to talk about. Well, um, everyone's talking still about uh, Tiger King. Yes. I know John Away did a review. I did a review with Daniel on our Patreon as well. Um, Trump ha- has been asked about Joe Exotic. Though. Okay. So Joe Exotic might get a pardon because Joe Exotic, I, I believe, don't quote me on this, may have contracted COVID-19. So because of that, they might send him home to self-isolate. <laughs> That's not how it works. And then all this fucking tigers are going to get it. That's not how prison works. I saw R. Kelly is scared about... Um, Getting COVID. Well, they let this other... And it's like, hey, R. Kelly, you didn't care about hygiene when you pissed over (laughs) a young girl. Why do you suddenly care about it now? Fucking, you did the crime, you stay in prison. If you catch COVID, fuck you. Like, whatever. Sorry, guys. I want Carol Baskin to get COVID. Nice. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, yeah. other than that, I've just been at home. I've been going on walks. I've been watching, uh, like I said, wrestling. Um, I've been... I'm trying to... I'm trying to watch horror mo- more horror movies more horror uh, like I said I watched scary sco- scary stories to tell in the dark mm. um, which I used to read the books as a kid so to kind of watch it come back to- I used to be scared of the story called Harold I used to read it to my little cousin all the time and he used to get so scared and they, to see it brought into Guillermo del Toro or what's his name sorry I messed up his name Guillermo del Toro yeah, yeah uh, he was part of this movie and it was pretty cool to watch I just watched that last night but like I have Netflix and they don't have good horror movies 
So then I use like Crave, and they have some, but they're kind of older ones. You know, Shudder seems to be improving. Like I've I seen, used to they, have it they've years put ago. like a lot of more, lot more money into Shudder. Yeah. Now they seem to have some cool stuff going on. So always love horror movie recommendations because mm. it's hard to it's hard to get a good scare with good content. Like I'd I'd recommend, but I know you don't really like TV shows. I've got the poster on my wall. Twin Peaks. It's like right, maybe I'll give it. It's a shot. fucking creepy. It's Funhouse. I I feel <laughs> John Cena Bray Wyatt. Essentially, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's really fucking creepy, uh, but tied up into like a. Right, like a small quirky town. No, I've beat. just been like, what do you? What can you do when you're stuck? So in what I did last night, I I couldn't sleep. I'd had a little bit of wine and okay. was kind of up, was flicking through Netflix. Yeah. Oh, and I I, I found a show. <laughs> a show? I found a show. What kind of show? Um, it's kind of a a big show. Oh, how? It's big? called the Big Big Show, <laughs> starring. WrestleMania 36 main eventer, oh, get out. the Big Show. He didn't main event. It was he main evented WrestleMania. Um, he did the Hogan spot. He totally oh did the Hogan God, I almost spot. Spit out my drink. Um, yeah. Um, I watched. Granted, I watched so, this. At, so wait, sorry. Just to clarify, according the to my Big tw- Show is in a show on Netflix called The Big Show Show. Yes. And we 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 knew it was coming because we saw like some of mm. the ads and stuff. And a few of our listeners were like, oh, this sounds funny. You guys should watch it and review it. And we're like, that's not a bad idea. But you took it upon yourself to go and check it out before anyone. And you watched it. I, I watched the first episode. <laughs> okay. So um, so someone's going to pick this as a world champion down the line. I, I don't want to so. watch this. I think so. Well, we already have uh, another Netflix WWE uh, like <laughs> yeah, tandem thing Netflix coming up in a couple of weeks yeah. on our Patreon called The Main Event. Yeah, we will I'm hoping it's better than this. Okay. Now, I, I like The Big Show. Uh, I, I, always think, uh, I always think he's a pretty good actor in wrestling. Let me ask you something. Did he turn heel on the show? Uh, he, <laughs> fucking, he turned heel at WrestleMania again. <laughs> you mean on Raw? <laughs> it was WrestleMania. Um, but... Yeah, so I think he's out. a pretty good actor. I think he's he can be comedic. Obviously, a guy of his size, it's it's naturally funny. Yeah, when you have like you've got his like cute little daughter who's like eight foot. So he's smaller like just a him. family. It's like a so he, it's the big show. is retired. He's got a family. It's about him and his family. Oh, it was so bad. I watched episode one. I might just you know finish the whole fucking thing. Oh, no, <laughs> just because why not? Um, but it's got canned laughter. Which is uh, so dated now. Don't like it. And this was legit. It seems like it's for kids then, maybe. Uh, this was legit a conversation that happened in, in the show. Hey, honey. The wife comes in. Hey, big show, or whatever no, his name is in Paul. the thing. It's Paul. <laughs> big show. Okay. And she's like, hey, I just went to Starbucks. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, you went to Starbucks? <laughs> yeah, I went to Starbucks. Um, we can't go to that Starbucks anymore. <laughs> Ooh. It was like, the joke hasn't been told yet. Why is why is the laughing? It was bad. Oh, it was wow. bad. Um, let's watch some more. No, after this I don't show. want to watch that at yeah, all. Yeah, you do. I, really I think don't. you'll love it. You'll love it. I really it. don't. Uh, I like him and Jingle All the Way. He's fantastic in that. Yeah, um, he's in some other movies. Uh, but before we move on from that, uh, we had this discussion maybe at five thirty to six a.m. on a, on last Wednesday, Thursday morning, whenever after we finished this because we just stayed up drinking and we got in a heated argument where I think we just both agreed on the same thing at the end. Big Show theme. Which one's better, the OG or the Oh, the OG. Well, 
The OG is so much better. The OG is better, yeah. Because <laughs> at first I'm like, no, the new one's like improved, and then playing them back to back, you're like, oh, the old one's way better. Yeah. I, lo- I love the fills. Uh, I love the fills Big Show does in them. I know it's, it's not, not actually Big Show. Big I know Show. it's not. I just feel it is. <laughs> Who else thought it was Big Show singing this? It's song? like, come on now, break it down and turn on, all the down. lights on. And then it's like, turn them on. <laughs> turn They're them the off. best bit. <laughs> the ad libs, yeah. Yeah, great. They, they, we need <laughs> we need our theme. We talk about doing the undisputed like wha, wow in like, our theme. Like we need the Big Show doing the fills. That's all the Migos do. Is yeah, just, they're just famous for ad libs. We could be the next Migos with doing Big Show and wrestling. Wrestling fi- if Wrestle and Flow can get a job rapping, we can get a job doing ad libs for his raps for yeah. the themes. <laughs> uh, the YouTube room all agree. The OG <laughs> is the best. OG theme is lit. Says um, Ravan. The YouTube room also has a correction that the Scooby Doo movie was in fact WWE City was the one where they go. Okay, so there is a place somewhere called WWE City. Nice that existed in the Scooby Doo LFG. So, uh, I guess now, at some point, I feel like we've talked for a long time, we should get into tonight's NXT. Tonight's, uh... Fakeover. Fakeover. That's what we'll call it. Um, They're calling it NXT TakeOver USA. At least they did on the social medias. Um, NXT, from April 8th, 2020, we have Mauro Ranallo riding solo. And yeah, kicking off the show with, hello, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> so, did Moro turn heel today? Yeah, Is that Moro what we're saying? Moro got me really mad <laughs> at the beginning of that. Um, so, we start off with some recaps of WrestleMania and obviously some things that have transpired, including Charlotte being our new NXT Women's Champion. Obviously, we that's big news because it kind of changes gears and where things are in, mm. in, in our show and what's been going on with the women's division. Uh, I might add the best women's division in all of wrestling, Yeah, NXT. Um, we start off with a women's match, the six-woman number one contender ladder match. The winner of this match will grab a briefcase and gets to be the number one contender to the women's title, a.k.a. Charlotte, the queen. And if you want to be the queen, you got to beat the queen. And I, I think, uh, in a way, it's obviously this was meant to be on the Saturday yeah. um, before Mania. Mm-hmm. It being after, Charlotte seems like a much bigger prize yeah. than Rhea Ripley. They all went and on that's no, that's no disrespect to Rhea. And obviously this was taped previously. But, hey, you win this ladder match and you get to face Charlotte for the title. That seems to raise the stakes for me watching this. Yeah, I agree. Charlotte is, like, I, I thought she should have won this match against Rhea Ripley. I think it just makes total sense. It changes, it switches gears for us. It, it moves everything around and adds some excitement. Finn Balor coming to NXT was really cool. And it changed some things. So will Charlotte. And she can lose the title and go back and do whatever she wants. But she's Charlotte. To me, she's like, she's Ric Flair. She has become that level. The presence she has is, she's evolved so much. And I, I'm a big fan of Charlotte. And one of these women tonight will get to face her. We have, are you ready? Io Shirai, Chelsea Green, Mia Yim, Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, and Candice LeRae. Any one of these people I would want to see against Charlotte, to be honest with you. What, who I just named, most of, most of them I'd be like, oh, that'd be a good match. It's the, I think uh, Chelsea Green was kind of the, the odd one out here. Um, I'm not saying she's she's bad, but she's pretty pretty new uh, to WWE and has actually almost been on a losing streak as well since starting. But it was a way to get 
Robert Stone out there. Yeah. And they kind of interrupted all the entrances. Robert Stone doing this big introduction for Chelsea Green. And I thought he actually added to the match. I thought he was a lot of fun during this. Yeah, he was kind of fun in this. Um, and Robert Stone, he again, this was supposed to be... You, you watched WrestleMania and you kind of saw some of the entrances and gear and you're like, whoa, their gear is crazy because it was supposed to be WrestleMania. Same with this. This was supposed to be TakeOver. Therefore, Robert Stone went out and got stones all over his shoes. They were diamond shoes or they looked diamond. They were really shiny. And obviously this was his TakeOver, his takeover gear, his, yeah. his setup. Uh, he looked great. And um, again, six women. He looked great. I didn't think you liked the no sock look. When the shoes shine and you know it that people hate it. Oh, then he could have heard anyone on Twitter or he could have, God, listen to me and go, wow, this guy's making fun of me not wearing socks and shoes. Well, of course, he's not going to put socks on. He's going to show his feet even more. And uh, all, he, all he needs to do next is hit someone with the shoe like Britt Baker on AEW. Uh, but yeah. yeah, like I hate the guy with no socks, but it, it made sense for the character with the WrestleMania. Oh, it was sure. a little yeah. thing. It's a heel <laughs> thing. It's like scoff. Yeah. Uh, like, 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 this is going to sound terrible, especially Baron Corbin. People were like, Baron Corbin, your hair sucks. Oh, it's awful. So he shaved it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like he, he, he moved on, but this guy, uh, took the, the no sock shoes thing and went with it. Uh, Robert Stone stealing the, the match. Not really. Io Shirai, Chelsea Green, Mia Yim, Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, um, they're all kind of going back and forth and we get Tegan, uh, Dakota Kai finally like getting, clearing the ring essentially with a grin on her face as she walks into a, an appearing Tegan Knox. And this is already memed and memeable with the shot here where she's like, uh oh, uh, turns around and gets beat up by Tegan. Um, there's, their two are brawling and Io Shirai springboards into the ring with a flying drop kick. Just crazy. She goes up for the title, but Candice LeRae climbs up to stop her. Candice LeRae wearing her Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 10 inspired ladder match gear, by the way. Looks awesome. Uh, they go to commercial break, which sucks because this is a takeover match. And they went to commercial break. But it's TV, folks. We come back. Chelsea Green and Robert Stone are pulling out a table and chairs. I don't know. They're extreme, this Robert Stone. Um, Tegan Knox hits a cannonball in the corner. There's an eat defeat by Mia Yim. Chelsea Green just starts swinging chairs. Um, Io Shirai at one point here climbs the ladder and she's about to get the briefcase and someone tips the ladder while all the others are on the outside. And as Io Shirai is about to like fall to the outside, she balances and like on the ropes, like kind of like Ray Phoenix or yep. Pentagon. And then jump springboards to the outside to crossbody everyone. Look fantastic. This is crazy. Really good. She's doing yeah. it better than like the guys can do it. This looked nuts. Uh, uh loved it. Um, Gonzalez, who, what's, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, she's Reina in, Gonzalez. Yeah, Reina. Reina Gonzalez is there. She's trying to help Dakota win this thing by hook or by crook. It's weird because you have Robert Stone with Chelsea and then you have Gonzalez. Couldn't they just go and grab it? Like, didn't James Ellsworth just one time grab it? Yeah, but they did redo that match. And then because of she it. won it again. She won it again, yeah. <laughs> So um, they're teasing that, like, they're doing the Rhino spot where Rhino lifts up uh, Christian. Yes. WrestleMania 17. Um, so they're doing that, and they're, they're Chelsea Green's knocked out, and Robert Stone's fanning her with his, like, pl- I guess he has Arna Anderson's playbook. Yeah. And he's waving Chelsea Green, like, get up, get up. Um, there's then a spot where... Is it Tegan Knox with Mia Yim are fighting on the top turnbuckle and Rene, uh, Gonzalez is involved? So Mia Yim hits a 
sit-out powerbomb off the top turnbuckle through the table on the outside. This is crazy. It was like a, yeah, it was a chokeslam sit-out. Into a bomb. Yeah, it looked oh, great. Oh, man, this looks so cool. Through uh, the table that was set up earlier. Um, and then Tegan Knox is, like, kind of on the apron there. And then Dakota runs and just hits this flying, like, haluva kick type thing, sending Tegan through a ladder, like yes. crashing through a ladder on the outside. Um, she climbs up and Io Shirai springboards into the ring to back rake, which is just so mean. But Larray then German suplexes Io Shirai. Um, this is where Robert Stone is trying to help Chelsea get it. But like, he's like, I don't want to grab it, but like, I'm trying to help and you. It, it's this kind of spot. And I don't, I don't want to go too much into there's not a crowd anymore. <laughs> yeah. But it's this kind of spot they where boo. you where you start hearing the crowd get really heated Ooh. and it, it picks the match up. It's yeah. like, oh no, really not this way. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it was it was fun. But it, it's one of the spots where it's a, a bit more glaring, I'd say. Candice LeRae stops this, she knocks off Chelsea, she knocks off Robert Stone. Candice LeRae is up, she's climbing the ladder, but Io Shirai climbs up as well now. A lot of us love that Io Shirai Candice feud, that match from Takeover Toronto. The history here between them, they're fighting each other, and Io Shirai rakes the eyes of Candice, sending her like crashing. Candice just goes flying into this like setup ladder in the corner. Io Shirai climbs to the top of the ladder. Yes, the Joshi Judas will get me through this. Io Shirai gets me high. She grabs the briefcase. Io Shirai is the new number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. I am so happy. It's a celebration. And, yeah, I think what excites me the most is we get to see EO versus Charlotte. Um, oh, my goodness. That's a match I'm, I'm so course. more excited about than if it was going to be EO versus Rhea. Um, Agreed. Part of me was like, hey, can we just have Chelsea Green win this <laughs> so we can hold off that match so until, Charlotte can be- until we get crowds back? Um, but this was fun. They, they didn't care. There was... That there was no crowd here. Yeah. They still worked the spots they'd have worked. Uh, they worked hard. Uh, I thought it was a really fun ladder match. Um, yeah. And there wasn't so much of the the stupid climbing up just to jump off. Every time there was a spot, <laughs> every time there was a spot, it was someone knocking someone down. Yeah. It, they were attempting to win the briefcase. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, EO's a great pick. I, I'm really looking forward to see what that match looks like because... Charlotte hasn't really worked anyone like EO. Well, I mean, I I, re- I really like this match. Obviously, uh EO Shirai is like my favorite and to her to win this is is awesome. She stole the match for me. She did some crazy spots in it. That that crossbody thing to the outside was insane. But yeah, looking forward now to Charlotte. I'm like, "Whoa, take my money, network money or e- not ESPN money. Not paying that." Uh but this sounds amazing. Oh, and and EO Shirai is the genius of the sky. That rhymes. But um Charlotte does some crazy flying stuff. Like she, she, she does, does yeah. like corkscrews, moonsaults. She does all that stuff. So I, I am interested in seeing this match. This is a dream match. I didn't realize I really wanted till like yesterday. I think Charlotte being kind of uh, like the bigger, more powerful of the two will make a really good match because it will bring out EO's more vicious side. We yeah. see her like laying these strikes thick. Um, I, I kind of see this happening. I think with Charlotte being champion, we're going to keep on seeing this title being defended on, a on proper pay-per-views. Yeah, money in the bank. So I think this could be May 10th, money in the bank. Wow. Um, and yeah, Charlotte will be on NXT for more of the kind of odd match and promo segments. But I see I see them uh, building this up on Raw and SmackDown as uh, well. 
Yeah. And I, realistically, they're all in Florida. Well, EO's in Florida. And if that's where they're filming all of this... It's crazy. A lot of people were like, oh, EO Shirai's done. She's going to leave. And then <laughs> this is happening. It's it's pretty crazy. Um, I, I can't see EO going, personally. I, 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 look, um, I, I'm not a huge sports guy. And obviously, sports is gone. So there's got to be some... In wrestling, you got to cheer for you. You got to cheer for your favorites. And... She, it was my favorite sports team and I was so cheering for her in this match and I didn't know I don't read ahead I didn't know the results because this was taped and I was super excited to see this was good it was an entertaining especially the finish even though it was kind of a heel tactic and she's supposed to be this nasty baby face crossover tweener I guess but either way I, I ate it up I absolutely love it uh, Ine we have Finn Balor remember him? Uh, vaguely yeah. yeah remember he was supposed to have a match unfortunately we're not getting it because uh, Borders Borders. Who needs borders? Let's just <laughs> shut all borders down. I mean, that's what's happened. Purge. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> wait. You're going off on one. <laughs> we need the purge. You went in a, like three different directions there. <laughs> we have Finn Balor. He says, what's next? And it has clips of him and Imperium. Now, if you do remember, or maybe you don't, there were to be a, ta- a match between Finn Balor and Walter at TakeOver Tampa. Sounds pretty good, right? But it didn't happen. So here they're kind of telling us, look... We know this match was kind of promoted, but it, it's still going to happen, just not quite yet. So that's pretty much what they got here. They showed clips of him in NXT UK where – was there still a crowd there? There was, yeah. yeah. Um, he It's the kind of an ending of a match he had with Alexander Wolfe. Uh, he beat him and uh, was like kind of challenging Walter and Imperium, but uh, he, we're not going to get that match just yet. But then we see Finn, and he's in his room or somewhere, I mean, and he's got a ring light. Kind of like we got um, that makeup. Uh, a lot of makeup tutorialists people have. It's good, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, makes us look pretty on YouTube. Yeah, Finn says uh, both of us can't make our respective moves. So Walter, this time will pass, and then you will learn the title you hold is on borrowed time. So Finn Balor still calling out Walter, even though they're probably a different areas of the world where they are isolated with their their family or whatever so uh we're not going to get this match right now but it's going to happen down the line and i'm cool with that yeah yeah, it was interesting actually that they still kind of hyped it up somehow tonight yeah um they're just reminding you hey we got this match that this is going to happen one day cool it's gonna be really good so Uh, and it's a match i'm definitely looking forward to as well yeah walter and finn ballard yeah i'm i'm super for that um so this was cool it, it i actually kind of like it because it's like look we know shit's fucked up right now in the world mm. and you're telling us that something could still entertain us down the line cool take it i'm in we have a vignette for killer cross it's TikTok. the end is near bad time <laughs> that was one of my favorite wwe themes for what? armageddon the end the end is near, is near. Six Man Hell in a Cell, fantastic. That <laughs> you, video package. You made me watch. Oh, shall we watch it again later? <laughs> no, with Rikishi. We'll watch, we'll watch AW. The end is near. The Big Show Show yeah. and Armageddon 2000. It's supposed to be like Jim Morrison almost. The end. It's the end. Like the door is the end. Oh, that's it's... better. Fuck <laughs> the doors. Jim Johnson, baby. Jim, Jim Morrison. <laughs> nah. Jim Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> A giant poster of Morrison's behind me. Well, I couldn't get a giant poster of Jim Johnson. I would be so down. People would be like, yo, you're so so deep into music knowledge that you have the producer. I don't even watch wrestling. I just know the music. I'm looking up for giant Jim Johnson posters. Remember when we saw him at All Out? Yeah, it was fantastic. Or whatever it was. That was one of my favorite things in wrestling history. Jim Johnson, watching him play live themes. 
It was so bad. And then talk about them. Oh, this wow. Guy. We're going off on one because it's takeover that was a fake over. So Killer Croc, he's a good, Jim Johnson, oh, that's a good picture. I remember him on Beyond the Mat, Jim Johnson, talking about theme songs. And going back to the Big Show thing, how everyone thinks it's Big Show singing the lyrics, because Jim Johnson in Beyond the Mat always tries to make it seem as if it fits the wrestler. Like, Jeff yeah. Hardy's theme sounds like it's Jeff Hardy, you know what I mean? John Cena's theme sounds like it's John Cena. It does, it, yeah. it, Well, it is John Cena. <laughs> we, so Killer Cross might show up, he might not. That's all I can tell you. What I also cannot tell you is what happened to Raul Mendoza. Justice for Raul. We see a recap of Raul Mendoza being kidnapped in the parking lot from two luchadors. And then we see a recap of just recently of Joaquin Wilde being kidnapped by luchadors. Theory. Austin? Sorry? No. (laughs) My theory. Okay. This is Dana White recruiting people for his private island. Hey, you guys do flippy shit, and you don't work for Vince, you work for, for Paul? Get in my car. <laughs> you want to live on an island for the you next make, year? You want to make $3,000, and that's it? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. We no. shouldn't laugh. We shouldn't laugh. Okay. It's terrible. Well, conspiracy theory hats on. What's going on with Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde? I'm, they, now they've moved into this kind of cinematic thing. Yeah. I want to just... A whole episode of NXT are the people who have been captured have by these luchadors. I have a theory. Wouldn't that be great? My theory. The people that kidnapped Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde are Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. They got two fake people to ro- jump them the first time, and it's actually them and their new tag team, and they're going to like... Okay. All right. Yeah. They're like, you guys treated us we, we we've been here for a little while nothing's been happening so we had to make a story for us it's like jesse we had to make Smollett, about or, what's the dude from empire jesse swalette or swally or oh, what swalette not watched it. He, he did a fake staging and got noticed by real life and now he's like outcasted by society because he was oh, such damn. an asshole but um this is what's gonna happen raul mendoza Joaquin wild they're gonna be a tag team <laughs> that's what i'm saying or okay. there's a lucha army of high flyers I, I really don't know but watch, Are we we don't realize it, but we predicted a lot of we things. Have. <laughs> Someone once in a while always tweets us and is like, by the way, you guys said this, this, and this, and that all happened. The thing is, a lot of the time after we finish recording, we kind of forget what we said. Oh, 100%. Anyway, uh, well, a lot of times we just say stuff for the sake of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Justice for Raul, though. Okay. Out comes a new tag team. Well, kind of new. We've seen them introduce themselves, and here they come for their debut. We see Malcolm Bivens, Bivens mm. Enterprises. He comes out to the ramp. His theme song is lit. It's a banger. It slaps. Oh, man, this theme is sick. Someone find me the Malcolm Bivens theme. I hope it's out. I tweeted that I, this theme slaps, and he liked it. So he knows. He knows it slaps. <laughs> he does, in fact. Um, this tag team, of course, is where uh, I hope your knowledge can come into play and help me out oh, here, yeah. David. Because, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, the tag team name is... in. Indus Sheer? Indus Sheer. I think that's what it was. So Indus Sheer is the tag team of these two guys. Indus Sheer, yeah. Which apparently translates to something like like Big Fucking Cat or something like that. <laughs> big Cat Rescue? It's Big Cat Rescue. <laughs> that bitch, Carol Bass. Um, it's something about cats. They're big cats. Okay. Uh, well, these guys are... Uh... These these new wrestlers, we saw them, and um, we weren't too sure about them, but we do a show called What's Next, where mm. we go back and watch old NXT, and we there's some crazy jobbers or enhancement talent, sorry, 
that we look up and we're like, whoa, like one of the guys is like Vader's son. One of them is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's son. One of the guys is Chris Christopherson's son. We're like, what? This guy was wrestling? Like, this yeah. is crazy. There's so many jobbers. You think of all the people that there's, tried to be stars that didn't make there's it. There's lots of people who are like in a relationship with people we know are pretty big yeah, now, yeah. but their wrestling career kind of didn't we, take We're doing off. that was next and we go back and watch this and it's interesting. But tonight we were like, oh, we should kind of learn about these, these guys. And... It's interesting to learn about specifically like one of these guys, Rinku Singh, mm. who they mentioned, Morrow mentions Morrow doing solo commentary. Brilliant, by the way. He says that um, Rinku Singh is the, the man with the million dollar arm. Yeah. So I, I saw this film a few years ago and basically uh, the story was that there's a, uh, a sports agent. Um, th- this is off the top of my head from what I remember from the film. So- Wait, what film? It's called Million Dollar Arm. Okay. And it's uh, John Hamm is a, a sports agent and his agency is kind of like like struggling. Uh, a bit like the Rockin' Ballers, I believe. I think that was a similar kind of thing. Okay. Um, so they're looking for a, a big new star. They know India cricket is fucking huge. Right. There. Cricket yeah. is the biggest thing over there. Cricket. And uh, Major League Baseball isn't something particularly popular in in India. Yeah. But the game, cricket and baseball, are relatively similar. So they essentially do like a kind of American Idol-style reality show oh. called Million Dollar Arm. What? Where they go to India to try and find um, someone with a great arm. Because the technique's different, but you're still hurling a ball pretty fast, like yeah. a heavy ball pretty fast at someone who's going to whack it. So they do this tournament where so many people are like entering to be kind of famous or whatever, or they're good cricket players. And they whittle it down to find these kids who have like a really good arm and kind of teach them how to throw a ball like a baseball, baseball. rather than a cricket ball. And Rinku Singh is one of those kids. And then... And who then... Uh, basically, they go into the MLB, um, which means India. There's like three Indian wow. players in the MLB, and they didn't play much. Like, but think, just just do think yourself a favor. All and look those, up this, uh, all like yeah. that merchandise. It's suddenly in India for like these baseball teams wow. with Singh on the back and all Whoa. this sort of thing. So these guys were were huge. Um, I didn't realize because in the film you're you're like watching these kids, these teenagers, and this guy is fucking massive. Because you search and scary Rin- wrestler, but it's crazy. It's the same guy. Search Rinku Singh, and then his his Twitter comes up, and it says I am the subject of the movie. And then if you click his Wikipedia, if you trust Wikipedia, it says uh, he's the subject of this movie, and it goes to his like his career in baseball. Obviously, I'm assuming things didn't quite work out the way he wanted it to, and well, somehow, I, some way, he's wrestling. I mean, the whole thing was it was never about these guys being the greatest baseball player ever yeah it was just to be good enough to be on a team to monetize in india yeah so these okay. guys like wow. they were fine but like they weren't ever going to be really your your main pitchers or whatever i'm seeing here that um it, he was when he came onto the scene he was originally being managed by robert stone okay in, in the house shows in florida right. and nxt um, but then worked a bit with Cassius Ono. So you you can kind of put two and two together there. But then he was paired with uh, Sarav Gurjar, who he also has some history here. He's been like a, a kickbox, kickboxing gold medalist, like 
both these guys have some history. This guy's also been wrestling for a, a lot longer than obviously. You've, uh, you've got to think seeing. as well how many times WWE have tried to tap into the uh, the Indian market with the likes of Great Kali. Great Kali was a big deal in India before yeah. WWE, and uh, same with Jinder Mahal trying that whole thing with him being champion. I'd say it was a success. I yeah, I somewhat. I'd say these are definite projects they yeah, have for down the line, here. especially this uh, Rinku Singh guy who, who million dollar who arm. already has a Disney film made about him. Yeah, like you're pretty good, dude. You yeah. have a mo- you have a, not a, just a movie, but a Disney movie yeah. made about you. That's crazy. What would what would our Disney movie be? Ours wouldn't be Disney. <laughs> uh, it would. I mean, it would definitely be a musical. Ours would be a musical? Yeah, yeah you, uh, I think so. You would do most of the singing parts, and then I'd do, like, the rap bits. You'd be like the Robin Williams kind of... Wow. You, you can sing. This you is can the second sing. time I've been called Robin Williams this week. Really? He's yeah. my hero. Oh. Do you know why I was called him the first time? Why? Because I'm hairy. <laughs> was Robin Williams hairy? Did you, <laughs> everyone really laughing at you, right? He's like the hairiest guy... Was the hairiest guy ever. Are we talking about Robin Williams or, like, Robbie Williams? <laughs> Because you're British. I know you love I'm Robbie. I'm talking about Robin Williams. Robin. But... Robin Williams is one of the hairiest motherfuckers in, to ever oh, walk the Oh, he is in Jumanji. Well, yeah. That's why. They were like, you. <laughs> you look like a monkey. Get in here. <laughs> wow. Is Was Robin Williams hairy is a comment you just made. Uh, someone in the YouTube room suggests our Disney film would be called Honey, I'm Fucking Lit. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're making... Um, Oh my god, Rick Moranis is coming back. I can't wait for another one of those. So, um, I guess we should get into the uh, match here of Indus Sheer, which means somewhat lion. But um, Rinku Singh is in the ring, and he's he's like, what, 6'4"? But the other guy, uh, Gurjar, um, is 6'8". Like, these guys are big. But they're facing a returning team of Everrise. Oh yeah. Everrise. Remember these guys? The Quebecers. Yes. Best Enhancement Talent 2020? Everise. <laughs> they might be. Um, all I know is one of their names is Chase Parker. Okay. And uh, they wear uh, Quebecer gear, so I got to support my... They're not technically Canadian. <laughs> 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 so, uh, as you would expect, Indus Sheer beats the hell out of these guys. Parker tries and ends a Geary, but it's no sold. Uh, there's a big boot, and then uh, Indus Sheer hits this backbreaker elbow combo. Both of the guys, one of them holds him down for a backbreaker. The other jumps off the top. I thought of that the looked elbow. great. It um, was cool. It was. Fun. I thought the elbow drop looked pretty, pretty devastating. The size difference here just—they just look like yeah. they killed them. Uh, they crush them, and that's it. And Malcolm Bivens stands tall. Um, Malcolm Bivens' theme is different from their theme, but he starts out by coming out before them. So Which, again, cool. makes me think that he's going to have more of a, a roster yeah, of people. He's going to get Deanna, right? I think. I think I think Rondo. he should get, yeah, Deanna makes sense, and maybe maybe a singles guy. And then, I think all, all, yeah. both him and Stone should have, like, a tag team. Yes. Fuck it, give Everice to Stone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's some tag teams. We'll get some. <laughs> There's some other tag teams. Maybe it's... Maybe it's Stone and Chelsea Green kidnapping. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> someone who's doing no kidnapping is the NXT champion, the longest reigning NXT champion, Adam Cole, baby. He's in his uh, pool in Florida. He's hanging out still not with his dentist. It's three weeks in a row without hanging out with your dentist. Come on. Mm. You should see your dentist, Adam Cole. He says, look, Velveteen Dream. You beat Bobby Fish. You beat one of the most dangerous men in the NXT locker room. But it was because you got lucky. 
You don't deserve a title shot. One day, maybe I will show you. Maybe I'll end the experience and I'll shatter the spotlight. So Adam Cole is uh, not really concerned with Velveteen Dream. He's like, nah, you ain't you ain't getting the title shot for no reason. Which uh, I kind of still agree with. I'm like, yeah, you beat Bobby Fish. Cool. cool. But like, Everyone beat yeah. Bobby Fish. <laughs> like, <laughs> the tag team specialist who's had like two singles matches <laughs> in NXT yeah, that he uh, lost both of them. Cool. I just... This is this is the the coolest program, and I don't mean cool as in like cool. I mean this is. Cool. I find it very odd. Very part of me, part of me thinks um, Cole doesn't feel comfortable wrestling during this time, which which is strange. Seeing that Britt Baker is on AW every week, killing but, it. But these are from his. These are clearly like from his <laughs> back garden. This is in his pool. Yeah, Jacuzzi, this, like is just, this is just this is just shot at his. Britt's probably filming it for him. Um, and sending it in. Uh, it, yeah, I feel like he's not comfortable wrestling, which is absolutely fine, and I applaud that. And this is your champion. The feud was weird before this all happened anyway. Yeah, it wasn't great. So it just feels even cooler now. Um, but obviously it, it depends how, how long. If they're determined to keep on shooting TV, how long can you have your champion off for? Yeah, if this isn't going to happen. I yeah, don't know. yeah, it's it's weird. It was a cold program before this, and now I'm like, yeah, like the Walter Finn thing. They teased it to us tonight, and we're like, oh, okay, cool. We're we're excited for that. Eventually, when it happens, this one, I'm like, eh, I don't want Dream beating him for the title now. He should keep it for something more important. Yeah, down the line. Even though it was kind of supposed to be Dream's moment, it just didn't work. It just didn't. Yeah, it's didn't, not, it's not hot enough. It just didn't work. It wasn't hot. Um, I'm looking at our YouTube uh, chat room, and um, it turns out that the other guy, not just Chase Parker, but the other member is Matt Martell in Ever Eyes. No relation to Rick Aww. Martell. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Adam Cole's in his pool. He doesn't want to fight him. We have a recap of Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, and there's interviews right after the match from Sunday. We see Charlotte with her new NXT title. She says, when I was a girl, my dad had custom cars, custom suits. They say it's the suit that makes the man. No, it's the man that makes the suit. It's the woman that makes the title. Rhea was all right. She does what everyone does. They bow down to the queen. Woo. Woo. Um, she tells Charlie to like shut up in the beginning, and then after she walks off, Charlie's like, "Wow, cool. wow you're amazing." So I was like, "What?" She just, anyways, leave Charlie alone. <laughs> we see Rhea Ripley. She's backstage after, and she's just being a little bitch. <laughs> I I actually love. Yeah, this. I did too. I she love says, this. She says uh, she's crying, and she says, uh, "Huh, I guess Charlotte was a lot better than I expected." I, I thought this was fantastic. It was so short, and I, I'm glad they cut when they did because I was worried she was then going to go into this whole monologue. And it was just... She was devastated. She was crying. She was exhausted after a match. This seemed like interviewing a proper athlete, like a sports person. Was she crying uh, about losing the match, or was she crying about her expired visa? <laughs> um, so, no, I think this is... I thought this was great, and if she's going to be off TV a while because of the expired visa, it, it feels like after this whole weekend, WrestleMania and stuff, it feels like a good opportunity to revamp a few people, take them off. You're like Cena, obviously, AJ, obviously. Yeah. And I'd say Rhea as well. Her reaction here was, oh, she was a lot better than I thought uh, she was going to be. I'll say she that. came in all confident. 
she's got these visa issues right now, so she's going to be off TV for a while. Yeah. It's a way to kind of reinvent herself and come back and have that Charlotte feud again down the line. I think we'll get this again down the I line think so. for sure. Uh, because I'll say it, I already mentioned beginning of the show, I really liked Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. That was the best I've seen Rhea Ripley. Uh, I always mention that wrestlers got to like keep evolving and not just the wrestling wise but the character and everything and i think her character especially like i I just kind of shit on her but she she was just so distraught that like ah i fucking lost i had everything and i was i beat Shayna, i did that and i lose to charlotte and of course i lost to charlotte but she'll fight another day you're still kind of like oh okay you know what i i think it 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 makes charlotte seem like this mega star she is as well which she she is. is but i think that's how i feel from now on that's really where Charlotte should be positioned. Like, very hard to beat. Of course. And Rhea came in with all this confidence and was the baby face and was like, man, this, this woman's good. She's a lot better than I thought she was going to be. You know who she's not as good as? Io Shirai. Okay. We'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. <clears throat> we, uh, we, 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 we have one match left. We have one segment left to we talk do, about. Indeed. And the time was like nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Edge and Randy Orton, eat your heart out. Because uh, I know this is a podcast, but again, we are on YouTube Live. David, you're wearing your Rebel Heart Johnny Gargano t-shirt. And I am sporting my Tomasa Champa Blackheart t-shirt. I'm wearing my Gargano jacket. Not, well. the, not the white one. Though. Not the white one. This is like... Yeah, this is you NXT did, for life. Yeah, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, yeah. Isn't you it? do look like him. You yeah. do uh, because uh, this is this is this is a culmination of some big things here in NXT. Johnny Gargano, the Rebel Heart, Tomasa Champa, the Black Heart, Heart versus Heart, one final beat, and then we we turned to each other and we said, "Is this gonna be like the Bonya?" And it's cut off, and we see them come out, and there's music and everything. And we said, oh, it's going to be a little bit like that. Um, the car, not <clears throat> quite as badass. Like, it was a little silver rental. It was <laughs> I hope it's a rental, because Candice and Johnny don't have kids. Why are they driving a soccer mom van? It was, wasn't it? Why are she can- Anyways, Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano pull up in a, in a car... And uh, it's, it reminds me of, like, the beginning of Breakfast Club when the kids are being sent off <laughs> by the parents. No, it reminds me of, she's like, here you go, honey, here's your lunch. Yeah. Have fun with your friends. Well, she hands him a paper bag. She yeah. hands him a paper bag. Johnny Gargano is handed a paper bag as he walks into this building that Triple H has found. Remember Triple H told us he's going to find a building. It started with a whisper. And he's going to find something where they can fight. Turns out, uh, Full Sail was available. Yeah. <laughs> That that was a bit ridiculous, isn't it? I'm gonna find it. It's like trip, trip, pull, pull. Oh, you, you got this every Wednesday, you know. They're letting us. They're letting us use it. We're gonna fight a. I'm gonna <laughs> find a building. Um. So Johnny walks in, and we see um, Triple H just chilling in a in a in a ring. Sorry, I am looking forward to that twenty four. With this, with Triple H trying to find the building. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H, you could use the whole university. It's, school's closed. Everyone's gone. Everyone's gone. It's just you fucking wrestler idiots that are still out and about touching each other. Imagine you're the janitor at this university in Florida, and they're like, uh, "You still got to do this this one studio down there." Why? All the kids are gone home. Ah, these fucking wrestlers are still fighting, <laughs> fighting on trucks. Um, Triple H is just sitting. 
in a in a middle of in the, in a corner of the ring, and uh, Johnny walks in, and Champa walks in. They both come in. Triple H looks at his watch. He goes, "Right on time." <laughs> Imagine if they weren't like Champa just goes, "Sorry, fuck, sorry." Got held up. The bus was late. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be taking You're the bus late. to Florida right now, especially at this hour. Um, <laughs> so it ends here says Uncle Paul. He says, it ends tonight. It will end here. Nothing more, nothing less. Have at it. When I walk through that door, it's on. So basically there he was going, John Pollock, once I close the door, you can start your stopwatch, right? <laughs> yeah, essentially. That's I didn't the bell ringing. That's the bell ringing. Wish I did. Uh, so Triple H drops a chair in the middle of the ring in between... Champa and Gargano. Yeah, this felt like the Hunger Games. Have you seen the Hunger Games or read the Hunger Games? No, I've seen Battle Royale. Okay, <laughs> so they have these weapons everywhere. Yeah, in like Hunger Battle Games. Royale. <laughs> and when they they start the like klaxon yeah. or whatever, you'll run and grab a weapon right straight away, and they're all in the middle. This was so, this was Triple H starting the so Hunger he, Games. It's like uh, the Dark Knight when the Joker's like, "We want uh, we want to hire one of you, but we're having tryouts." And then the Joker breaks the stick and drops it and yeah. tells him to fight. J- Triple H. Walks slowly out of the ring towards the door as Champa and Gargano stare at each other and stare at him. Triple H opens the door, looks back with one look, gives him a little wink. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. And just walks out into the, the parking lot, hope he was safe. Mm. And Johnny Gargano and Champa look at each other, and Champa kicks the chair away. Doesn't go to grab it, but just kicks it away. And therefore, one final beat starts now. Champa and them start to Champa and Gargano start to brawl back and forth. There's a lot of trash talking throughout this match. This off the top is very kind of similar to Randy Orton and Edge, but it's shot more so like a boneyard. It is. Although I. One of the things I found, the lighting like made it feel a bit more cinematic. It was like these bright white dark. lights where everything else was dark. Um, I found it weird that they started this with music and then as soon as they went into the building... No more Ornello here. There was no... No commentary. No, no... no. There there was music a little bit later at the end, but no music throughout. No more Ornello. But really cool shots and stuff that we'll get into. They're brawling in this empty ring. They're shouting at each other. Uh, Johnny kicks him in the head. There's a slingshot spear attempt into like the V-trigger knee from Champa. Uh, they go to commercial break. Yeah, this I I know it's TV, but we've seen them get like commercial free for an hour this before would have been or whatever. When done it. Come on! The biggest heel in wrestling tonight was the commercial breaks. They shouldn't have done this. At least one, and then you come back. But I think this had the most commercial breaks I've ever seen in it, NXT. It felt like it. Yeah, but. I felt it was almost worth just cutting the match down in time so you only have just air it. one commercial yeah. break. I know, I know. Look, you got to make your money. You got It's yeah. TV and you got to do this. But it's it's a, it was supposed to be a takeover. Yeah, no one's watching it anyway. Fuck yeah, I, like. guess, I guess not. Yeah, fuck. They come back from break and it's funny I swore because these guys are swearing at each other. But again, it's TV so they're censored. But it's, it's still pretty funny. And I like swearing in wrestling. Censored or not, I like swearing mm. and wrestling. Just makes it more fun. If you're two guys fighting, you're gonna you're gonna swear. I'm yeah. sorry. No one. Seth Rollins calling people pieces of crap and cra- he just says crap all the time. I'm like, no one, no no man uses that word as much as Seth Rollins <laughs> does. You're, he's just not cool. 
these guys are cussing. Johnny is slamming Champa's leg against the ring post. Um, they're fighting against the ring post, and he says to Champa, "Is that the best you got, Daddy?" Johnny getting into the the mind of his former best friends. Uh, best friend, they're they're going back and forth. There's trash cans. There's trash can lids. There's trash talking. Uh, he's talking to Champa about. He's like, "How's your how's your ACL?" And then he stabs him with a chair. Yeah, he's like saying, "Oh, how many surgeries have you had? Oh, do you need another surgery? You've had some." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny's also wearing the like latest DIY T-shirt, but with TJGW writ- like printed over the top of it, which I assume means tonight. Johnny Gargano wins. Ooh, yeah, probably. Probably means that. Um, Johnny just keeps off beating him down, attacking him. Uh, he goes, how's your neck? And then, like, swings a chair at the neck. And um, Drake, younger, the referee, he is assigned by Triple H. He said in the beginning, it's not over until he says he counts it as it's mm. over. So Drake is really into this. And he's like, Johnny, come on, Johnny. Come on, Johnny. And as you were like, yo, he's getting in Johnny's face. Fuck off, Drake. And Johnny goes, hey, Drake. Shut up. Get out of here, Drake. He's like, there ain't no stopping it, Drake. <laughs> you can't stop me, Drake. Um, he sets up a chair in the corner and goes to throw Champa. This, this, this shot is awesome, yeah, by the, the way. So uh, he's like, this is when he shoved Drake away. There ain't no stopping it, Drake. And he grabs a chair and sets it up in the corner. And he's like, don't worry, it won't last much longer. And the camera is pretty much set in the turnbuckle. Yeah. So this chair just covers the screen. And goes black. It looked really cool. Again, there's there's a lot of cool moves and, and spots which they could have easily not actually done the spot. Like realistically, I know this is wrestling and it's smoke and mirrors and it's you know unfortunately uh, spoilers. It's it's fake. Mm. There's there's a lot of room here for them to edit things specifically to make it look like something happened when something actually didn't happen because it's pre-recorded and edited and shot in so many different cameras. So it was pretty interesting to see this this way shot and shown this way. Um, Champa counters this and throws Gargano, sending him headfirst into this chair, which is just crazy. And then it goes to commercial break. We come back. There's a slingshot to like the outside of the ring, and there's trash cans. Um, there's then a trash can, which oddly enough, Triple H knew that they were going to get personal because he probably put this there for Champa. It's the crutch, the camo crutch. Mm. We all know how gangster this. If I ever need a crutch. In the future, I'm going to use a camo one because it's just so cool. Um, he's just throwing it all over Johnny. He's whipping him with it. He's beating him with it. Johnny gets a fire extinguisher at one point. Um, <laughs> it's just getting ridiculous. Champa hits a powerbomb through a table. He then exposes the ring. But Johnny starts to crawl away to what I call level two. As there was a two. Right? Yes. That's that one park, car park thing that says two. And uh-oh, not the car park. Oh, Technically, this is the full sale parking lot, which uh, everything ultimately ends here. Just ask Hideo Itami. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a shame. It's Kevin Owens said. Um, history. NXT history there. There's, they're fighting now on level two. They're fighting outside. Um, they're in the parking lot. They start to climb a truck. What's with wrestlers and trucks? What's going on there? I know. But Twice this, in a week. But this had some cool drone shots. So this had like this epic. Once they got on the truck, it was like, it was like, yeah. There, there was one Matrix. bit especially where 
the camera or the drone went from like right below and then just went up and up and up which yeah. which yeah some really cool shots here so both guys are on top of a truck which is pretty high in this parking lot in the nighttime in florida dangerous uh they're starting to fight their super kicks drake is up there which i'm like dude you're totally gonna take a bump which he didn't and i was really mad but if i wasn't mad at that i was pretty bad <laughs> i feel terrible saying this I'm I'm mad nobody took a bump off the truck. <laughs> not, it wasn't necessarily not taking a bump, but it was the fact uh all right, so we're fighting on this truck. Uh what what neck like how are we getting off the truck? Oh we'll just go to commercial break. And come back and we're and off. we'll come back and we'll just be walking oh, both walk the, back into the into the arena. That's in the Snyder cut. Right. <laughs> the the Borash cut. I mean you could have done I think maybe a bump off this because we were saying, oh, someone's going to fall because you can do a safe fall onto a crash mat, cart, pull the mat away. <laughs> the YouTuber but, was like, wouldn't? Because during this, there was cars passing by on the highway yeah. here and people in the chat room are like, weren't like people in Florida wondering what was going on? Anyone driving by? Like, why are these two guys? This is a big truck. Why are two guys just fighting on top of this truck? And right after in the chat, someone says, it's Florida, nothing they haven't seen before. <laughs> says John Cena. Uh, yeah, so... Anyway, as I was saying, um, they're fighting on the truck and i thought like you could easily do a bump and someone falls on a crash mat and you take it away yeah but maybe that stunt would look kind of too ridiculous sure you know it being edited um but yeah i thought it was cheap just kind of walking back after uh a- so there's 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 super kicks on the truck uh you would think at one point one of them's gonna fall but then there's the gargano escape on the truck they go to commercial and then they come back there's no bump and they're going back in in the ring so i'm like uh uh, all right, like, look, I'm not saying I wanted to see a guy fall off a truck, but you could have done anything. You could have slid the guy down the front of it. You could have done some, I don't know, I literally think, anything. I think something to explain something. them going back into the arena. There was no explanation no. of really just, they just climbed it back down safely. Yeah. Like, and here comes the pain, and when you climb the truck, you're choke slamming someone off it. Yeah. That's what's happening. Sorry, but, like, I didn't want to see that, but, like, I needed something. Yeah. Something, and it was a commercial back from commercial they're back in the ring and this is clearly where they did some editing where there's an air raid crash off the top to like the outside of the ring and it's only a two count back in the ring johnny kicks out johnny kick out and they go to commercial again and this is what i'm like why are there so many commercials like five commercials or something so they come back from commercial again uh gargano is beating on champa with the trash can and and the crutch and this is where Johnny heel turn. Well, he's already a heel. Johnny heel. Johnny asshole, really. He says to Champa as he's beating him with the crutch and the trash cans. And he says, you're a failure as a man. You are a failure as a husband. You're a failure as a father. And he's just like circling, bullying Champa as he's like coughing and breathing. And he's trying to get up. And Gargano says, you're a monster. And as he's... Like getting ready to hold up the crutch to hit him with it to end Champa, he says to him, "Willow's gonna thank me for this," and he swings to hit him, but Champa stops it, and Champa just starts to swear and says, "You are a piece of shit." And as Gargano said, "Willow's gonna thank me for this," I popped huge. I screamed at the TV. I said, "Holy shit, you're dead! <laughs> you yeah. cannot like." I know this is a show, but. Think about any TV show where someone says something. You're like, oh, It normally signifies you're going to lose. You're going to die right now. And this is what happened. Champa takes the crutch. 
he repeatedly just beats down on Johnny Gargano where the crutch turns into pieces. Mm. Uh, the crutch is just bent and it's just a piece of metal. He's beating him down. There's like, Johnny's like barely breathing. His own spit is like on his beard and it's all over him. Champa's like, you piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. And then it goes to commercial break, which is a real piece of shit. <laughs> the commercial break is the piece of shit. Uh, they come back from commercial break. Champa is beating him with the, the crutch and then locks in the the move Gargano used to beat Champa. It's like the STF, the with, STF the, with the with broken the crutch. crutch. And referee Drake is like, yo, come on, dude. What the fuck are you doing? Stop this. And Gargano then rakes the eyes of Drake to kind of get this whole thing broken up. Drake somehow eats a knee from Champa. Johnny has rope. It's getting kinky. Doesn't really use it. They're super kicks. They're both down. And out comes Candice Loray, still in her Shawn Michaels ladder gear. She says, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Johnny, send you out to hang out with your friend and you're fighting and killing each other. She says, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Stop this. Stop this. She's yelling at, at, at Gargano. She's yelling at Champa. She says, you're best friends. Why are you doing this? Think of the good times. Think of everything. Why are you doing this? Tommaso, finish it. And Tommaso's like, oh, I, I, I can't. And Candace then says, fine, then I'll finish it. Turns around and kicks Johnny in the balls. Yeah, she's saying she hates her husband. Like, it's got to this point. I, I hate, hate my, my husband. husband. And she turns around and kicks her own husband right in the Garganos. She, uh, she turns and just walks out. And Champa is like Champa just looks like he's seen like a ghost. He's seen like the most horrifying thing he's ever seen in his entire life. He's just broken. Champa just collapses after this thing. Gargano is selling this this shot to the balls. Champa's like, "Oh my god, I'm I Johnny, Johnny, I'm 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 sorry. Johnny, I'm sorry." And Johnny looks up to him almost just like uh, a little bit of Anthony Perkins, psycho, and says, I'm sorry, too. Candace is behind Champa, Hits Champa with a low blow. Right to the balls. Johnny picks up Champa, Reveals that uh, Johnny was wearing a cup. Yeah. Oh, what was in the bag? What was in the bag? It, it was, was a, a cup. cup. Didn't I yell it at the screen? You did. <laughs> I said, oh, I bet he's wearing a cup. Which, technically, have you ever worn a cup? Have you worn one? Have you been kicked while wearing one? It would still hurt, I've, but it would protect. Yeah, it would protect. A bit. If you, depending on how deep he's got it down there, he it would protect. So, uh, Champa is is just shocked and now kicked in the balls. Johnny picks him up, hits the fairy tale ending on the the revealed wood there. Be just before he goes, you lose oh, before hitting it. Hits the fairy tale ending, his own move on Champa and. Pins him. Johnny Wrestling, the Rebel Heart, is the heart and soul of NXT. One final beat, the Rebel Heart beats on. The Rebel Heart beats the Black Heart. Wow. Um, Drake says, you won, Johnny. And he's like, damn right, I won. <laughs> um, so there's also like a shot, I think, where Gar Gar Champa, uh, Gargano's like trying to hold Champa's hand. And Champa's like, no, you fucking... <laughs> No, you devil. You devil. Uh, so 
So, <laughs> Candace LeRae gives her husband a jock, a cup for his balls. Says, wear this. They have this elaborate plan. She comes in after this whole brawl and then kicks her husband in the nuts in front of Champa, telling Champa that she now hates Johnny. Champa is broken by this and thus causing the whole thing of Champa losing and Gargano winning. So Gargano, the heel, the, the snake here, using uh, his wife to his advantage. The, the, the psychological advantage, I think, is what really won here. Uh, this was a lot to take in. This pretty much filled up the entire second hour of NXT TV, which is a whole lot, which is, I guess, why they had to uh, have so many damn commercials. But, um, yeah, uh, this was a lot. This was a lot to take in. This is a lot to kind of talk about because I'm not quite sure where I feel about it. Um, in this straight, in the state that we're in, in like wrestling with the boneyard matches and the funyard matches, I wouldn't actually kind of put it in the same category. Maybe because it's like filmed differently than normal wrestling, but it was still kind of a match, but filmed like a movie. So should we mention just the last shot before? Right, this I guess ended? going going into it, um, Champa is laying there defeated and broken and a loser. As Johnny and Candace walk out, and as they walk through the parking lot, which I'm already like, uh-oh. Candace asks Johnny, are you okay? He says, I'm good. I'm better than good. We win. And then she says, we win. Oh, couple goals. <laughs> they go, they walk by a car, and there's there's a... There's a car with like a window with a light on. And if you look closely, it is Killer Cross and Scarlet. So Johnny and Candace get in their soccer mom van, hopefully a rental, drive past them again, just drive off and leave Full Sail, which just leaves Killer Cross and Scarlet just chilling in in their car. And that's how we kind of go off the air. So it leaves uh, that like... Is there going to be something that was going to be shown at a later date? Because maybe Killer Cross is waiting there to finish the job, to take out Champa. Why is he there? He didn't chase after Johnny. He's going to go after Champa. Is what I, I I think so. Yeah. Um, so this was this was a a, a movie. Uh, I'm going to say right off the bat, I didn't hate this, but it certainly didn't live up to the 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 wrestling that I love from Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Champa. Uh, obviously, with you know, the circumstances, they could have just had a match still. They could have just had a match, but it, it wouldn't be that epicness that they had. So, uh, was I entertained? Yeah, I really was, but it did leave me on two separate times where I'm like, ah, all right. One being the truck. Like, realistically, you're watching a movie and they're fighting on a truck and then the next shot, they're just not on the truck anymore. You'd be kind of mad. Uh, and then the final here with Candice and the cup and this... Weird, like, rubbing the cup in Champa's face. Like, this was on my balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah. I, I can't say it was, it was one of my favorite things I've ever seen. But you know what? As a, as a NXT is a TV show on USA Network, this felt like a TV show. It felt like a drama or a thriller or a movie of some sort. So I still was really entertained. But holy, do I miss wrestling. <laughs> I thought it was terrible. Oh, the whole I thing? I hated it. Yeah, it was shit. Oh. Um, okay, they they set up with music. Why was there only music at the beginning and not throughout? You either do music or you don't do right. music. Um, it's setting up two two different things. Uh, no explanation why they... You, we saw... We, we cut back and they were just strolling back to the arena. 
Um, I hate the the uh, the Johnny Gargano character right now. I I think that that I think they went about this final story the wrong way. I think they should have both been a baby face where we see each other's point of view. Um, yeah. There's a guy uh, Johnny Gargano kind of commented on this guy's thread. Um, it's at reason underscore underscore says on Twitter who did this whole lengthy thread about yeah, the whole I was reading it but like holy it was long and and it's about how uh when Champa came back he just kind of overlooked Johnny yeah and um all Johnny really wants is an apology essentially which he gets here the the one bit I did like was um was kind of Champa feeling bad and I, I and I'm thinking if you did this the right way with both going into into it as baby faces and having having them tear each other apart, you know exactly why they're doing it. Yeah, you know and you have that moment where they're kind of broken and they're like, what have we become? I thought what that would have, have been, we become? I thought that would have been so much more impactful than this shit. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it just felt like the edge Orton match with music at the beginning and <laughs> bad storytelling, which was a shame because this story has been going on for like four years and has been fantastic, and I thought they ended on such a dud. It's 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 weird because the you know the the rumors everywhere. People were saying that it should be Hell in a Cell. That is what was originally scheduled, the first ever NXT Hell in a Cell, or something crazy along those lines. But it was the it was the story of their earlier matches, like the takeover matches, that were like so compelling and everything. But then they kind of dropped the ball on that. So like, yeah, I I, I was entertained watching this. It felt like a TV show, which. Uh, I, I don't watch TV shows really, so I don't know. It was just like it was weird. Um, I didn't necessarily. Ha- I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. It was- I think. I. I just feel it doesn't work with these two. These two have had such a good story going for for four years with great matches. Um, they deserve better. They, they deserve, deserve better, yeah, and they I deserve more. Maybe one day the final beat won't be the final beat. Once in a lifetime. Pff, I mean, yeah. Second in, final in beat. three years' time, headline main event uh, like. Main yeah. event WrestleMania would be fantastic, yeah. but it's a dream, and I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I, I I know it's it was a strange one. Uh, it definitely left my head scratch. I will say again, I was entertained by some of the the acting. Uh, we always praise Ch- uh, Gargano. Gargano's acting, and, and not necessarily acting as in like pr- cutting a promo, which I think he's fantastic at as well sometimes. But um, in the ring selling and and things we always mention like it, sometimes it looks like he literally is dying like can't mm. breathe and, and same with champa he's fantastic as well these two are two of our both of our favorite wrestlers yeah and this still was like ah what was what was you were just fighting and stuff i saw what they were doing i was entertained i love the couple goals i always love couple goals especially heel turns it's stupid it was that mad ju- stupid that just that felt to me like steph joining triple h at the end of Armageddon 99 yeah. it felt panto it felt oh it didn't feel believable and I think what I've loved about this feud for so long is I've believed it and it suddenly went into like cloak and dagger villainy with Gargano Johnson and now Candice as well goals cup oh goals yes yeah um couple goals is what I like in my wrestling so I do like that um I, I love Johnny Gargano um he technically wins this match therefore he wins the feud. This the was match feud. five, I believe. So, so the he Cruiserweight won three, Classic. Two. He wins the Cruiserweight Classic. Yep. He wins their first ever takeover battle. Takeover in New Orleans, I he, believe. Where he uses the STF yep. crutch. And then Champa wins the next one. 
And Champa would go on to win the, the following one, yeah, which was like a Last Man Standing, Last Man Standing yeah. or something. And then this was the final one, the the, the final heartbeat, mm. and Gargano beats him. I feel Gargano should have won. Me too. Uh, after all of this, um, right. one day we'll do a best match ever. We'll go through all their their matches. We'll have to talk about this one. Oh boy, it won't be number one. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, this this was a lot of fun to watch. It was ridiculous. It really was. But as is wrestling, I guess. Um, I won't say this was a highlight of NXT for me. Um, but since coming to USA with what they have, to, what they can do and wh- whatever, with no crowd and storytelling and whatever. I, you know, I really did expect a, a, s- s- Triple H to find a building. You you were like saying before, I want Fight Club feel. Yeah. And like, cool, you saw the empty ring and it was dark and we're like, oh, that's cool. But it could have been way cooler. Yeah. Like, we and you... I, I mean, up, I just me- think, don't say that. Like, do you know what I mean? Don't yeah, say don't that say unless that. you have something cool. And then it's full sale. Because me and you, we don't know. We don't... We don't we're don't. we not Triple H. But you give us a week, we could probably find a really cool building to fight in. <laughs> it's not that hard. I mean, yeah. Maybe not right now. Um, <laughs> no, right now specifically. You just don't get clearance. Yeah. You just go in because no one's there. Uh, yeah. The final beat will continue to beat, I hope. I need to see the Rebel Heart and the Black Heart tie things up uh the history there of this story goes so deep and so like you said that twitter thing was there's actual little things and these guys are in it i always say that kenny omega um is one of the best wrestlers because of the little tiny things that he does whether it be in matches or things he just it's it's little things and johnny gargano and champa are both just legends at doing that as well and it is a little unfortunate kind of quote-unquote ends on this Mm. this fight this I don't even know what you call this. Um, but I need to see it again um, eventually down the line. Maybe WrestleMania. Or maybe this is the time that they do move on. Move on from uh, the storyline. I think line. at least three years. We need at least move three on. years. Let's and clear it, it out. Johnny, heal Johnny WrestleMania main event or nothing. Johnny Johnny uh, can can go. They're, they're both going to stay here and they'll respectively do different things. That's what I want to see. And now we have Killer Cross. we got Scarlet Bord- Bardot. I can't say Bordeaux. Right. Bardot. Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Like the wine. Like the wine. That's easy to remember. Hey, we didn't have any wine Wednesday tonight. No, I have White Claw Wednesday. White Claw Wednesday. Yeah. We didn't mention our NXT food either. Uh, Do you want to mention it? We had, I don't even know what to call it. We did the the spice from our our spice king, our spice boy. The jerk again. Yeah, we did beef. I just went and was like, I'm just going to buy lots of beef and made some jerk (laughs) beef. Uh, It was pretty good, but I didn't think of a name for it. We already did Beef Busick. We've done jerk and beef a bunch. Final heart beef. The final heartbeat. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so that was NXT Takeover USA from Wednesday, April eighth. That's what we thought about it. Um, I'll say thumbs in the middle there. Um, but Yoshirai won, so I, you know I'm not I'm not that mad. My, I'm still uh, once she won, and that was the opening. My night didn't matter. Everything else was just cool. Breezy, because Io Shirai won. Um, but let's see if anyone else had anything uh, to say, because every Wednesday we, again, go live on our YouTube after NXT airs, youtube.com slash up next, but forum.postwrestling.com. Um, we go to Postmate. Uh, lounging Triple H is a whole... <laughs> there it is! Move. That's what we want. For, we were discussing. We want this framed. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> this picture of Triple H sitting in this ring is... You know that picture of Bugs Bunny? It's a meme of him with like a crown and he's on a throne. He's just chilling. This right. is Triple H doing that right here. Uh, just amazing. 
Uh, this is my first live NXT since AEW debuted because I needed to see this Gargano Champa clash. Some quick thoughts on the main event. They did a great job covering up that this is obviously just a big storage room in the back of Full Sail. These dudes are grade A shit talkers. Johnny's <laughs> shirt is garbage. Tomato champion is old man Edge ripped. Oh. Gimmick wrestling fire extinguish extinguishers are my favorite. Champa proved to young wrestlers that it's important to work on the ring crew so you know how to properly demolish the ring to destroy your enemies. The showdown on top of the truck was badass and I'm glad nobody had to fall the 13 feet. Holy fuck, disregard that last one. The air raid crash was brutal. Why does it feel like commercials are happening every 90 seconds? (laughs) Candice LeRae looking like a snack. Arriving to kick Johnny in the Gargano nose is not something I thought would happen and I'm fucking here for it. Plot twist. Who wears a cup in wrestling? And why isn't Candice wearing dark heel lipstick? Whoa! This was fun. It all culminated in a fairy tale ending. 8 out of 10 show, 9 out of 10 main event. So someone really loved uh, yeah. the main event. Hey, like I know you said you didn't like it. I didn't dislike it. I just was like, ah, it's different from what I kind of wanted out of this feud. Because mm. they're such good wrestlers. They're better wrestlers than anyone. Johnny Gargano is the best wrestler on the mm. WWE roster, in, in my opinion. Like, put him against anyone in a ring, in a wrestling match, he will have the best match. Like, that, he's the guy. And this was just him film fighting a guy. So I was like, ah, it's like, you're, you're so good at that other thing. I really wanted to see you do that. Um, Dark Heel Lipstick. It wasn't was, that, That's yeah. because that was the swerve, bro. <laughs> she wasn't the- wearing it. And then she... Does it? Oh. Well, they're the good guys, really. Wow. Yeah. Just crazy. Uh, we go to Mystery. Good show, although I have mixed feelings on the latter match. On one hand, I'm happy Io gets the title shot. On the other, she can't afford to lose another title match, considering she's lost, like, two or three shots already. It's almost certain she's losing to Charlotte, who doesn't need the title. I want everyone who thought Candice was an honest and friendly babyface to please apologize to Io. She knew Candice was a bad guy. <laughs> that ending with the cup caught me off guard, and I loved it. Being able to see Cross and Scarlet in the background in a car as Johnny and Candice walked off was nice touch. Question, how do you guys feel about Charlotte getting the title? Do you see her having a long reign? Really, really, really hate the idea of her being a champion of a brand she isn't even a part of, and she's not going to elevate anyone she beats to contrary to what some people say. Uh, he goes on about Charlotte and how uh, Charlotte beats everyone and kind of ruins them, a.k.a. Kabuki Warriors, Bailey, etc., etc., um, well, then you just answered the question for yourself, Mystery, because Io Shirai, the genius of the sky, will dethrone the queen and become NXT Women's Champion. I think Charlotte needs a bit of a longer reign, um, yeah, and I think so it to happen at, at a takeover. I think for someone's... Uh, or, I don't know if it will have the same like reaction for the an NXT talent to win on a WWE pay-per-view. I think it has to be a takeover for that like huge pop. Um, but I think it's something you can go with for a while. Uh, Charlotte's a legit, a legit main eventer who is full time there. One of the best. Um, I I think you should be keeping her strong, and it will eventually elevate whoever beats her down the road. Uh, we go to Swanky from Border City. Usually watch NXT on Thursdays from the network being in Canada, but with one final beat and the ladder match on tonight, I found other means to watch live. We won't tell anyone. Both the ladder match and the one final beat were just fine. Maybe it was the commercial breaks, but it just seemed like something was missing. Definitely needed WWE to release the full non-commercial of the matches tonight. Also, if they could release the explicit version (laughs) of Gargano Champa, that would also bring something to the match. You piece of shit! (laughs) Definitely the worst of the few. 
feud between the two guys definitely thought the match was just Edge versus Orton from Sunday with fancier camera angles and no Tom and Byron whispering over top of it. Love the bumps at the end of women's ladder match and the pairing of former rivals from the start to the end. After the weekend of hearing Cole, Tom and Moro call matches by themselves, Moro is heads above the others for someone that doesn't happen often. Um, questions. With the Cruiserweight tournament announced, who do you see in it and who do you see winning it? Swerve. I think Kushida to set up Devlin and him once the pandemic clears. Definitely missing Raul and Wild from the <laughs> tournament. Or will the Luchador parking lot angle be solved by them? Jordan Devlin knew this was happening. He knew that he was there was this tournament and he was going to be blocked from fighting and he's going to lose his title. He's going to be interim title. So he hired people in the States to... Kidnap, all the, kidnap all the cruiserweights yeah. so that he can't have anyone. Um, I like the idea of uh, Kushida. Um, I think it's gonna be, we're going to see mainly 205 live guys because it, it's something for them, them to do and something for that show. Uh, but I think Kushida, um, Jordan Devlin takes my interest. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah, any of those actually. I mean, the, there's the history with the swerve, Scott and Devlin there, but then Kushida with anyone sounds great. Devlin, Kushida. Yeah, that'd be okay. cool. Book it. Let's go to our last bit of feedback here. Pappy97. Hey, guys. Not sure if you caught Morrill's reference to a million-dollar arm with Rinku. There's a reason for that. And then he goes into explaining kind of what you have dug up earlier. Um, he says, I'm linking a picture of Rinku. Wow. If you search Rinku Singh in his baseball days, he is so smaller compared to what he looked now. Obviously, yeah. he bulked up for wrestling. Absolutely. Holy. He says, thought you'd like the, the history and the background of Rinku and the million dollar arm. Pappy in Dallas. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, with the feedback. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Everyone in the YouTube chat. That was NXT. Whew. Felt like we've been talking forever. Yeah. It's, it's been a night. It's been a night. What a final beat. Final beat. The final beat. Well, this is the final beat. Um, we do up next every Wednesday. We'll still cover NXT. I gotta cleanse my palate. I gotta go back and watch uh, all the Johnny Gargano Champa matches before this one. To get before ready. the letdown, the final oh, letdown. Oh, the final letdown. Yeah. No, don't be negative. They're, they're still entertaining <laughs> us. Uh, but it was weird, wasn't it? Um, you can find us on uh, anywhere you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Help us out by doing that. Um, and then we have mentioned our Patreon. We do a Patreon where we do so many shows this month. Um, just kind of we we did our wrestlemania review we did our wrestlemania uh game with john and way and mike murray last month which is up there this month we got our best match ever ricky the dragon steamboat versus rick flair is this week later this month we have best match ever uh kawada versus uh masawa we do indeed oh boy we have uh, the main event, the new Netflix WWE film that we'll Which be reviewing. Some people compare it to Masawa and Kawada. Maybe. I don't know. I've not seen it yet. Um, <laughs> then we have uh, we have a few up yours. We've got the one with Brandon from New Jersey. Yes. I Come in Peace from 1990. Uh, we have the 60s Batman film we'll be reviewing. <laughs> Weird. Uh, we'll have a few more episodes of Was Next. Obviously, our AEW reviews every Thursday. Uh, go on to our Twitter and our uh, Patreon to check out the full schedule. Yeah, we have so many, so many shows. And I know in quarantine, we're driving ourselves crazy. So we are watching wrestling, watching ridiculous movies and podcasting, um, doing it. So five bucks a month for the North American tier gets you all those shows and everything in the back catalog, instant access. Um, and for some reason, if you're insane, like our world champions at $25 a month gets you uh, all those shows, some bonus shows. 
and then being able to pick something and come on with us as well. And then the 205ers uh, was a donation pretty much until we reached our, our 205 uh, limit. And then now we're starting to give some of the shows out to them as well. Absolutely, so, yeah. Um, as you guys are, are helping us in, in this time, we're helping you. We love it. We love uh, hearing all the tweets and seeing all the tweets we've been getting at Up Next Podcast is where you can tweet us and, and let us know what shows you're liking or uh, – Tweet David. What's your Twitter? At Davy Portman. And tell him how wrong he is about Robin Williams not being hairy. <laughs> I can't believe I, you didn't know that. I'm, I'm not saying right. Do you I've know just never Robin been Williams aware of it. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> you can but... find me, Braden Harrington. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Brady. Um, we'll be back next week. Shout out the YouTube room again. Um, yeah. Anything else you want yeah, to say? Yeah. Before we go, I just want to send some thank yous to some of our patrons who allow us to keep this show for free every Wednesday night. Uh, I want to say thank you to, uh, I believe most of these people signed up in the last week, so thank you very Whoa. much. Declan Mackerskill, thank you very much. <laughs> Kaylee G. Chirafisi, thank you. Thank you for your patronship. Eduardo Prado, I like that name, Whoa. that rhymes. Thank you very much. Frederick Lindstrom and Matthew Golden, hey. thank you so much for being a patron yeah. of Up Next. Thank you so much for being a patron to Rory Stevens. Thank you to Jonathan Pine. Thank you to Guy. Just Guy. Just Guy. Just Guy. Like the Street Fighter. Hmm. Thank you to Shugs. Hey, I know Shugs. We know Shugs. You met him a year ago in New York for WrestleMania. He's he's one of you. He's one of me, yeah. one of you. He's He's a a Brit. He's a limey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you to uh, Sykesy. Yeah, David Sykes, all the way from Australia. Thank you very much. Uh, It's insane how many people... we, We do... A wrestling podcast that's about NXT, which in the whole landscape of wrestling is pretty small because WWE kind of takes over everything. But if you are an NXT fan and somehow you manage to find us and listen to us and enjoy our show, it's just crazy that we have people from like all over who message me and know so much about our lives, (laughs) way too much about our lives. And it's just uh, it's amazing. So um, thank you, everyone who's been listening, wherever you may be. And I hope uh, you're you're all right and you're staying safe and you're washing your hands. So uh, I appreciate you guys listening um, to to new listeners and to old because it means the world to me. And I mean that from the bottom of my rebel black heart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're getting out of here. Take care. Goodbye. And are you okay? Oh, I'm good. I'm better than good. Ahoy! Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard to recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard to recycle plastics can be so much more participate in the hefty energy bag program happening in your neighborhood today you're a holiday powerhouse you host the dinners shovel neighbors sidewalks and make everything from scratch you definitely don't need help making the holidays happen but duncan's holiday blend coffee a warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you A little help never hurt, especially the hot caffeinated kind. 
America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.